What are the odds, if left in office, that he will continue trying to cheat? 100%. Even a single vote by a single member can change the course of history. Yes, it can. Though it's going to be up to you, not them. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. That's why. I got the feeling that something ain't right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in from Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. We're also heard in Red Bluff and Redding, California on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN and Eureka's KGOE. In Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO and Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP. In Grand Rapids on WPRR, in New Orleans on WHIV, Gallup, New Mexico's KNIZ. Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ. In Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM 950 KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day for your listening pleasure on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, Deprogrammed Radio, and Detour Talk, Blanketing Planet Earth five days a week. I am Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow, says me, if not you, from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. I uh, I wish to join the President of the United States here right off the bat by congratulating the people of the great state of Kansas today on the exciting come-from-behind victory of the Kansas City Chiefs of my great home state of Missouri on their Super Bowl win on uh, Sunday. Yes, Donald Trump, the most dangerously unfit man to ever sit in the White House by far, congratulated the entirely wrong state after the Chiefs uh, come-from-behind win on Sunday. Then he deleted the evidence of that tweet and replaced it with the correct state, that would be Missouri, without acknowledging his failure as if it never happened. Because that's how this president rolls, whether it's a mistake or a lie or a violation of law, just make it disappear completely as if it never happened as soon as he gets caught. That's exactly where we are, though with much higher stakes for a much more serious crime in the ongoing impeachment trial of Donald Trump, where both the uh, Democratic House managers and the president's defense counsel offered closing arguments in their case to remove Donald John Trump from office for two articles of impeachment on abuse of power and obstruction of Congress on Monday. But, of course, the results at this point... 
as we will uh, see a scheduled final vote to acquit on Wednesday. The results of that vote are pretty much all but preordained now that a bare majority, 51 uh, 51 Republican senators, that's it, voted for the first time in U.S. history to have no witnesses, no new documents presented at only the third presidential impeachment trial in history. After all, all 15 impeachments in our nation's history have included an average, an average of 33 witnesses at each. But this one, this president, Donald John Trump, will see zero witnesses against him in his Senate trial for the first time in the history of the nation. The greatest cover up in the history of our nation appears to have worked. Now, I want to open up the phone lines in response to what went down on Wednesday in the world's greatest deliberative body and uh, on all that came before it. If you'd like to line up right now, we are at 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-5735. Unfortunately, or or fortunately, uh, that's hardly the only thing that is going on this week as we go to air. Caucus goers in Iowa are now lining up to begin the first nominating contest of the 2020 presidential election on Monday. And largely nobody knows uh, how it will come out, though we hope to by this time tomorrow on this very program. The stunning last minute cancellation of the Des Moines Register uh, poll over the weekend and its accompanying hour-long CNN special deprived the political class in the Hawkeye State and elsewhere of the 11th hour marker that it was relying on to frame the final days of a campaign that is running unusually close, as Politico described all of this. Sean Bagnuski, the chair of the Polk County Democrats, called it absolutely shocking. When the Des Moines Register poll was canceled, that's the gold standard of Iowa polling, the final Des Moines Register poll. It had been called off due to an irregularity that was discovered at the 11th hour where former South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg apparently had been left off of at least one call to at least one survey respondent. So out of an abundance of caution, the final most respected poll in Iowa chose to not release their results over the weekend as expected. And it wasn't just the vanished poll uh, that the uh, Polk County Democratic chair was talking about when uh, he said that it is absolutely shocking. He was talking about the entire run up to the caucuses, which has been almost, as Politico describes it, dumbfoundingly strange. Bagnuski said that if some of this uh, wouldn't wouldn't be believable if it was in a movie impeachment, taking senators away, uh, debate rules changing, candidates dropping out, the gold standard poll breaking down at the last minute, all on top of the standard conspiracy mongering. He added, we're flying blind and no one really knows what to expect. That is true. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. There was one last poll, not the uh, gold standard of the Des Moines Register, but a well-respected poll on its own right from Emerson College uh, and the uh, local broadcast channel 7 News in Iowa with their own final Iowa poll. That was released on Sunday night, found Bernie Sanders with a seven-point lead in Iowa going into the state's caucus on Monday. The poll of likely Democratic caucus goers from January 30 through February 2 
shows Sanders at 28 percent, followed by Democratic uh, primary rival Joe Biden at 21 percent. The uh, Vermont senator and former vice president are the only two candidates in this poll to reach more than 20 percent in this survey. Former South Bend, uh, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg, Senator Elizabeth Warren and Senator Amy Klobuchar are at 15, 14 and 11 percent, respectively, according to this poll. Emerson notes that Sanders experienced a two point drop from its last poll. Uh, that was held uh, in late January, that could signal that Sanders' surge of uh, that we've seen of late is now cresting, or it could simply be noise within the polls, uh, about three percentage point margin of error. And while polls can be useful guidelines as a hedge against potential mischief or error at the polling place, the good news is that the Iowa caucuses are a 100% public affair with the entire process overseen by the public at each caucus site. If there are any errors in the tabulation, uh, which is done in public, by the public, at each location, that those errors are usually discovered uh, pretty quickly by all of the members of the public who are there and taking part. Also, please note that uh, due to the uh, complicated way that Iowa Democratic caucuses uh, happen, with caucus goers able to change their vote to uh, any other candidate if their first choice does not reach the 15 percent threshold to qualify at an individual caucus site, uh, all of that makes results coming out of the first nominating contest of the year even more difficult to predict. Uh, but again, Tomorrow, we will know much more on all of this. And as I believe our friend John Nichols of The Nation, Desi Doyen, am I right about that? Uh, uh, he is in the he's on the ground in Iowa, I think. As yes, we speak. yes. And he will be joining us tomorrow to find out what it all means. Uh, find out what it all means. Find out what the hell happened. Because, as <laughs> yes. I said, nobody knows. Flying blind. Thank you very much. Desiree, good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. The, uh, my headphones in here, by the way, are not working, if you want to let Jonathan know. But I'll press on. Uh, then, of course, there's the uh, the contest after Iowa will we'll move to New Hampshire for the first in the nation primary next Tuesday. Then it's on to Nevada caucuses the week after, then the South Carolina primary the week after that. And then, yes, just three days, just three days after the South Carolina primary, which is on a Saturday, just three days later, it is Super Tuesday on March 3rd, with more than a dozen uh, states holding primaries that day, including Alabama, Arkansas, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Utah, Vermont. I wonder who's going to win in Vermont. Uh, Virginia, the huge state of Texas, and yes, the even huger state of California, where the state's Secretary of State Alex Padilla announced today that millions of ballots are now on their way to vote by mail voters. Uh, all California county election offices must begin mailing to domestic voters today for the March 3, 2020 presidential primary election, Padilla announced in a statement sent out to media. Uh, more vote, more vote by mail ballots will be sent out in California, he says, than the populations of Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina and Nevada combined. And that's just vote by mail ballots. Uh, Padilla says the California presidential primary may be on Super Tuesday, but for millions of Californians, it is really Super February. Well, I uh, he's right about that. 
Um, he says he expects record turnout this year, so uh, Padilla encourages Californians to consider voting early and returning their vote-by-mail ballots ahead of Election Day. Now, I differ with the secretary strongly on that, uh, and uh, I recommend that people who vote by mail, that they deliver their ballots on Election Day in person at the polling place. Don't drop it in the mail which is sort of the ultimate black box, um, and it can be changed. There's all kinds of problems uh, when you mail it in that can be avoided, if you can avoid it, by dropping it off in person at, uh, at one of your polling places um, or to county headquarters, if you prefer. That is the best way to maximize the odds that your vote-by-mail ballot will actually be counted as cast, particularly since the South Carolina primary is just three days earlier. And we're going to see candidates uh, who are currently on the ballot dropping off over the next month over what uh, Padilla calls Super February. They may not be on the ballot. Uh, they may not be in the race. They may be on the ballot, but not in the race by the time we get to Super Tuesday on March 3rd. So, you know, vote early at your own peril. Uh, as he says, any time over the next four weeks. Uh, so, But some tips he does offer for vote-by-mail voters, which uh, are quite good for folks in California. If you're not sure of your registration status, go to the uh, Secretary of State's uh, online voterstatus.sos.ca.gov site. That's voterstatus.sos.ca.gov to check your voter status, to make sure you are still registered uh, or to register for the first time if, if needed, and to make sure you're registered for the party that you believe you need to be registered in to vote in their primary. Um, you can drop off your, bail, uh, your ballot at any polling place or vote center. Secretary notes, that's correct. Uh, order your county election office uh, all through Election Day itself. Before returning your ballot, he says you must remember to sign the return envelope provided with your vote-by-mail ballot. Yes, sign your ballot before you turn it in. Ballots that are returned by mail must be postmarked on or before Election Day and received by county election officials no later than three days after the election. So, yes, in California, you can actually mail your vote-by-mail ballot um, you know, for you procrastinators, you can mail it on Election Day so long as it is postmarked on that day and then so long as it arrives no later than three days after the election. Every vote-by-mail ballot comes with a prepaid postage return envelope, at least here in California. I know that is not true across much of the rest of the country. So if you are voting by mail, make sure you put a stamp on it. Uh, If you're registered to vote by mail uh, but believe you have not yet received your ballot, contact your county elections office in Los Angeles. You can contact your uh, county election office by going to lavote.net. Now, here's why this is complicated and why, unfortunately, I'm going to have to spend uh, quite a bit of time trying to clarify what goes on in California. I know it may not be of interest to the rest of the country, but with five and a half million voters in Los Angeles alone— Never mind the entire state. Uh, it's important for everyone to uh, California voters who want to vote by mail to understand how this works. If you are a nonpartisan voter, a no party preference voter, but you've asked uh, to uh, vote by mail, 
whether you're a permanent vote by mail uh, uh, voter or you're just doing it specifically for this election, you need to specify which party you would like to vote in. Otherwise, you'll get a a presidential primary ballot in the mail with no presidential candidates who are actually on it. If you've already received such a ballot, do not vote it because then you will not be able to get a replacement ballot. If you want a replacement ballot with actual presidential candidates on it from either the American Independent Party or the Democratic Party or the Libertarian Party, you must request a replacement ballot from your county election office. You must do it by phone or by email or even by fax, but you must do it. You can then take your ballot into your county elections office uh, or a vote center or your polling place and exchange it for one uh, with candidates. You can do that on Election Day if you prefer. Uh, But if you do so uh, at a voting center in Los Angeles, you will have to vote on a touchscreen voting machine, a 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen voting machine. Or supposedly there are supposed to be some sort of a a hand-marked write-in ballot that you'll be able to vote on at the voting centers. But you'll have to know the the name of the office and the candidate that you wish to vote for in every single race. Now, if you want to vote in the Green primary, the Peace and Freedom primary, or the Republican Party primary, they do not have open primaries. You may not vote in one of their primaries unless you are a member of one of their parties. If so, if you want to do that, you need to re-register with that party and then request the new ballot from either your county office or at a voting center or a polling place. Now, if you're here in Los Angeles County, I strongly recommend you get a vote-by-mail ballot this year. I usually never recommend that. I recommend voting at the polls on Election Day in almost every instance, but I cannot do that in Los Angeles anymore, not this year, given the fact that we're moving to these 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen systems here in the nation's largest voting jurisdictions, uh, that voters at these new voting centers will be asked to cast their vote on. It's a $300 million boondoggle here in Los Angeles. Uh, that I have long warned about, but it appears that the system is now unstoppable, at least at least until it blows up in some fashion. And I uh, and I expect that it will. There are uh, many reasons to worry about the new system in L.A. and uh, similar systems, similar touchscreen systems that are being put into use for the first time around the country this year in places like, oh, you know, battleground states like Georgia, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, States that could be flipping to blue, like Texas, are all moving to these systems. And I've talked uh, about many of the reasons to worry, among them, that it's not a uh, a verifiable vote on a touchscreen system. There's no way to verify after the election that it has actually been uh, counted as cast. So here's one one more reason to worry. Uh, and I got a lot of them, but here's just one more from uh, over this past weekend. There was hope last Friday according to KATU News in Oregon, that uh, Tillamook County, Oregon's computer network, there was hope that it would be fully restored sometime this upcoming week. That's right. The entire county's computer network, Tillamook County in Oregon, uh, was not... Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm getting... uh, New headphones. Oh, good. That works much better. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, Their entire uh, uh, computer network 
in Tillamook County, Oregon, was knocked out. Last week, the county's IT department spotted malware spreading on its network a week or so ago last Wednesday and took all of the county's computers offline. Gordon McCraw, the Tillamook County Emergency Management Director, said since it got into our server, our server system, all of our servers are down. That basically means Tillamook County computer systems are down. Initially, he said that system, since we have a phone system, that means you need a computer to operate those as well. So our phones were out for a while, too, said McCraw. The county notified the FBI about this and other law enforcement agencies suspecting the cause was a malware cyber attack, malicious software designed to shut down computer systems that sometimes require a key paid for by ransom to disable the software. And yes, a ransomware attack of this type is exactly what I have been warning about for some time. I'm really worried about ra- you can Desi am I uh, I complain to you after we get off the show every night I'm really terrified about a ransomware attack in <laughs> yes. Los Angeles and and, and, it, and it gets more concerning every time we hear more of these cities and counties having these ransomware yep. attacks cropping up and it's it's like almost every day now yep uh we saw them one recently in uh, one hit Pensacola Florida a few weeks ago uh, Louisiana the entire state of Louisiana just a few months ago. Uh, got hit just a day after their statewide election. So it didn't affect the election, at least on Election Day, but it did affect people who wanted to, you know, see what the results are. They couldn't go to the secretary of state's office to see what the results were because the entire state's uh, network had been knocked out by this ransomware attack. Uh, One knocked out the great city of Baltimore, knocked them offline for a few weeks uh, a few months ago. They've been hitting any number of major government computer systems from state to county to municipal level, even as many jurisdictions across the nation, including right here in L.A., move to voting systems that require computers and computer networks for voters to be able to cast a vote at all on Election Day. That is just one of the reasons why I say do not wait till Election Day to show up and use one of these computers to vote, because guess what? If the computers are knocked out on Election Day, you are screwed. If you have a vote-by-mail ballot, however, you will be able to vote. So, yes, I am terrified this year about such an attack in a way that I have never been before any other election cycle, and I've been covering this stuff for uh, decades now. Uh, but especially with more, not less, jurisdictions relying on these systems, these relying on computers since the 2016 presidential election. More are now reliant on computers, computers that were reportedly attacked back in 2016. What are we thinking? I don't know. But since we have a president of the United States now who has been allowed to openly call on foreign nations and his own supporters to cheat in any way necessary to help him win in 2020, you should be concerned about this as well. Tillamook County uh, isn't even the only local government, by the way, in Oregon that has had to deal with this lately. The city of uh, St. Helens in uh, Columbia County also had a similar attack that took, took down its computers until just last week. So, yes, I am very concerned. And, yes, you must fight like hell to vote on a hand-marked paper ballot this year, even if it means voting by mail, which I normally warn strongly against. That, by the way, with all due respect to my friends in Oregon and Washington State, where both states vote pretty much entirely by mail at this point, at least they get 
uh, to vote on a hand-marked paper ballot, that's good, and they don't have to rely on a computer to be able to cast their vote, even if they still rely on them to count their votes in both states. So my friendly advice for you today, learn wherever, whatever jurisdiction you are in across the country or across the world, learn how your local county voting system works. There have been a lot of changes since 2016, since even 2018. Uh, And then fight like hell to vote on a hand-marked paper ballot. And by the way, fight like hell to make sure that you vote, that you vote, and that everyone else you know is registered to vote and will vote this year. This This election, as the impeachment proceedings of late have proven yet again, this is our last firewall. That's it. This is all we have left is this election. Our last chance to turn back the tide of authoritarianism that, yes, is now threatening everything this nation has ever stood for. On Friday, just after the Republican-controlled Senate voted to, uh, to block witnesses and documents from the trial for the first time in American history in the impeachment trial, we received another reminder of what the greatest cover-up in American history is all about. As right now, right now being carried out by the White House, by the Republicans in the U.S. Senate, and yes, by the Justice Department of the United States of America. Just hours after the Senate voted against seeking new evidence in the impeachment case against Donald Trump, according to the Washington Post, the administration acknowledged the existence of two dozen emails That could reveal the president's thinking about withholding military aid to Ukraine. Two dozen emails they admit they have and that they are not turning over. In a midnight court filing last Friday, the Justice Department explained why it should not have to unredact copies of more than 100 emails written by officials at the Office of Management and Budget and the Defense Department about the hold on funds to Ukraine. Heather Walsh, uh, a a lawyer at the uh, Office of Management and Budget, the OMB, wrote that of the 111 redacted emails in the lawsuit, 24 24 are protected by, quote, presidential privilege. There is not something known as presidential privilege, to my knowledge. Nonetheless, she said specifically, the documents in this category are emails that reflect communications by either the president, the vice president, or the president's immediate advisors regarding presidential decision-making about the scope, duration, and purpose of the hold on military assistance to Ukraine. So that presidential privilege, of course, as they described it, whatever they mean by it, Uh, Basically, perhaps executive privilege is what she meant. Uh, The courts have found when it comes to executive privilege that it is not allowed to be used in order to in in order to cover up wrongdoing. Such as a violation of the Impoundment Control Act, as the Government Accountability Office has already determined that Trump violated in this matter with Ukraine. You cannot invoke a privilege, an executive privilege, in order to prevent people from knowing about a crime or even from preventing people uh, from being embarrassed about something. 
these documents, which would be of huge import to this still ongoing impeachment trial, are being held almost certainly unlawfully, by the way, by the U.S. Department of Justice in order to protect the president of the United States, not to defend the rule of law, not to defend the Constitution, but to protect the president of the United States. The Justice Department is now doing this. Democrats spent a lot of the uh, Senate impeachment trial uh, imploring GOP senators to allow this very new evidence into the case against Trump. And that is what they voted to not do on Friday, along with not hearing from people like Trump's former national security advisor, John Bolton, who has indicated that he can confirm all of this wrongdoing firsthand. Trump's attorneys even claimed in their closing arguments today that there was no evidence presented that the president directed anybody to hold money authorized by a bipartisan vote of Congress to Ukraine in exchange for them uh, uh, announcing dirt on Joe Biden. That, even as John Bolton and the Department of Justice all know that that is absolutely untrue and they are covering it up. Donald Trump is being allowed to get away with it in a trial that has been rigged and fixed to allow a president of the United States to, yes, steal his own reelection if he can get away with it. And there will be nothing to prevent him from doing so after the Senate votes to acquit him on Wednesday. This election is our last firewall. The last institution standing to protect this nation, and it is now faltering. And it is up to us, to you and me and everyone listening to this program. This is not a drill. Everyone listening to this program and everyone you know, this is up to us to protect, to protect this election, our last firewall. This is what I have warned about for so many years. This is why I'm so concerned about elections, because it is the last firewall. And when you put that firewall behind something that the American public cannot oversee, when you leave it in the hands of election officials and elected officials and the Department of Justice, instead of allowing we the people to oversee our own elections, then anything can happen. And if you don't think Donald Trump at this point will make sure that anything happens unless he is prevented from doing so, that you have not been paying attention to anything in this country over the last three years. The House managers, uh, the Democratic House managers on Friday uh, said that this is why they wanted the Senate to subpoena these additional documents and witnesses with firsthand knowledge of the president's thinking, including acting chief of staff Mick Mulvaney, former National Security Adviser John Bolton. Congressman Adam Schiff, who led the prosecution, he warned on Friday that the contents of such emails will eventually uh, be made public. He said the facts will come out in all of their horror. The documents the president is hiding will come out. The witnesses the president is concealing will tell their stories. And we will be asked why we did not want to hear that information when we had the chance. As of uh, that historic vote on Friday in the U.S. Senate, when only two Republican senators shamefully just two, Susan Collins of Maine, Mitt Romney of Utah, only two had the courage to vote for witnesses and documents. 
Investigative journalist and author Kurt Eichenwald uh, uh, issued a 10-part tweet thread that I want to share to you, share with you here before we go to a break, and then we'll come back to your calls on all of this at 818-985-5735 on the election, on L.A., on impeachment, whatever you'd like to talk about. Now, I don't always agree with Eichenwald on everything, but I think his clarion warning here is worth noting today, as posted on Friday on Twitter after this uh, incredible vote. Eichenwald says anyone who isn't terrified by the GOP declaring that abuse of power, that urging a foreign power to interfere with our elections, that obstructing evidence is not impeachable and that no evidence is needed, has never studied the emergence of dictatorships. Trump has now been told by the anti-American Moscow Mitch trader, that's Mitch McConnell, by Lindsey Graham and by Marco Rubio and by John Cornyn, Cornyn, that there is no limit to his power, that his party of apparatchiks will support anything and lie about it regardless of the Constitution. Eichenwald writes, we are in an extremely terrifying moment in American history. If Trump decides he needs to lock up Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, if he decides critics like me must be silenced, if he further advances his argument that he has absolute unquestionable control of government, this country will be torn apart. All so that these GOP anti-American evil ones can be reelected and continue doling out cash to the wealthy. Anyone, he writes, who does not vote to bring this to an end by voting out every Republican who refuses to control presidential power is putting themselves and everything they hold dear in danger. Remember, he writes, Hitler was elected. Then he declared he had further and further and further absolute power as his political party nodded. Then he locked up the equivalent of Bernie and his supporters, and he killed them. Can't happen here, asked Eichenwald. Is there anything that has happened since 2017 that you thought could happen here? We have no protection. The GOP will allow anything to happen, and their liars on Fox will back it up. He says, what makes you think that the GOP will, will, do any, will not do anything if Trump declares a national emergency? For example, illegal aliens are conspiring to vote in the millions. And if he uses that to stop an election. He says, people do not realize that is in his power to do because the emergency powers of the president were never defined simply because no one ever imagined a situation like this. People worldwide, he said, have fought for the right to have elections. We may be the first ones in history who sit on our ass to, quote, send a message and ultimately lose that right. It has been creeping forward by the GOP for years. They are just a single jump away from ending democracy to turning over absolute control of government to a madman. And if you don't see this as possible, he says, just like Ernst Thalman and his supporters did not see it in 1933, this could all end very, very badly. Thalman was a political opponent of Hitler's, and he was shot in, uh, shot in Buchenwald on uh, Adolf Hitler's personal orders in 1944. 
Eichenwald writes, we have no protection. We have a man with a military and unchecked power and a political party that is willing to let this stay in place so they can shovel out money to the rich and to themselves. Governments worldwide have collapsed under greed, power plays, and unchecked executive leadership. For God's sakes, he writes, if there is another election, vote. So, yeah. This election is our last firewall. Nothing else, as far as I'm concerned. Nothing else between now and November 3rd. Nothing else matters, not to this extent. But hey, you might see it differently. If so, I'd love to hear from you. Give me a call. Tell me why I'm wrong. I'm at 818-985-5735. 818-985-5735. I'm Brad Friedman, and this is The Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts, over your public airwaves. We try to bring you real facts, truth, and clarity without fear or favor each and every day on the Bradcast. But we need your help to do it. If you enjoy the show and or get something from it, please give back a bit, if you can, by visiting us at bradblog.com donate. Your support helps Desi and me continue to bring you real, independent, progressive news five days a week over your public airwaves. We simply can't do it without your help, and that help is needed more now than ever. Please stop by bradblog.com donate today to make a one-time donation or, even better, automated monthly support. It'll take you about 60 seconds, and you can rest easy knowing that we'll be here every day making sense of it all, or at least trying to. That's bradblog.com donate, and thanks. This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end, mm-hmm. my only friend. The Not the end, end, if I have anything to say about it, but it's getting damn close. But it's not the end yet. Not if you and I have anything to say about it, and we do, as it turns out. But we may have to fight like hell for the right to, to say it and to be heard. This election is our last firewall, as I said, to save representative democracy in this country. And it may not be easy, but I believe it will be worth it. And I hope you do, too. But as I have been saying for years now, this democracy is not going to save itself. Our phone number is 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK. I had a couple of listeners who called in who said they uh, couldn't hold on. Uh, One listener, oh, good. Uh, It says he saw a promo on the uh, local CBS affiliate here in Los Angeles uh, promoting uh, apparently my interview on the new L.A. County voting system. Looks like it will air on Tuesday. Desi Doyen, write that down. Uh, State of the Union night, of course. Um, In any event, uh, yeah, uh, the uh, local CBS affiliates uh, interviewed me a week or two ago about all of this. Uh, and what's going on in L.A., and they'll have an investigative report, which apparently I'm even in the promo of uh, on CBS, so you can look for that if you live here in Los Angeles. Also, listener Jim in L.A. could not hold on. How can people get involved to change these unverifiable election systems to get public oversight of our elections? Well, you can start raising hell, even though we're a bit late for that. 
Uh, yeah, but uh, and I, I, if things go as south as they could, uh, maybe this system will correct itself. Where we'll come up with, you know, how we'll get that three hundred million dollars back that we're spending on them. I can't tell you. 818-985-KPFK is our phone number. Let me go to uh, Justin in L.A. Hey, Justin, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Oh, Justin. Oh, wait, wait, my mistake. Information about there we go. The, Justin, um, start over. I didn't have you in the system. Go ahead. Okay, thank you very much for the information about uh, obtaining a regular paper ballot. Mm-hmm. At, you're saying that this should be done at the precinct? No, this should be done. No, this should, if you're in L.A. County, uh, to get a hand-marked paper ballot, not a computer-marked paper ballot like you're going to be forced to use uh, at the polling place, uh, to get a hand-marked paper ballot in Los Angeles, you will now have to contact the L.A. County Registrar at lavote.net and request uh, a vote-by-mail ballot. And do you take that ballot by hand after you voted to Norwalk, or do you take it to the precinct? Uh, you can take it to county headquarters in Norwalk, or you can take it to the precinct, but you don't have a precinct, by the way, anymore, uh, Justin. They've ended those, too. What you will have is something they call a voting center. Uh, instead of 5,000 precincts in Los Angeles this year, for the first time, we will have about 1,000 voting centers around the county. You can bring that ballot back to any of those voting centers if you can find one. I wanted to point out to you that there's a problem here with a lot of the Democratic candidates, in mm-hmm. fact, all of them that I know of, is that nobody seems to be concerned for some reason of the likelihood that we're going to have rigged, rigged elections in every state, I believe, mm-hmm. but it's like, and there's no way to contact any of these candidates' offices. There's no way to, the only thing they want to hear from you is if you're ready to donate money or, yeah. it's not like back in the day when you could actually contact a, a campaign office. Well, you know what you can do, Justin? You can embarrass them. You can embarrass them on Twitter, on Facebook, etc. They are very sensitive to that. If you follow, uh, I'm on uh, Twitter, if you follow me at the Brad blog, uh, but also uh, uh, Jenny Cohen, Jenny Cohen 1. She's great on this. Follow her. Uh, call these people out by name. They see this stuff. They're troubled uh, when they get yelled at on social media and ask them, you know, Amy Klobuchar, for example, she has been calling for a backup paper ballot. We don't need a backup paper ballot. We need a hand-marked paper ballot that is not in the backup, that is right up in front, the thing that is counted right off the bat. That's what we need. Call them out for not raising uh, enough hell about this. Yeah, well, I don't have any expectation we are going to actually have the potential of the Democrats win, even if they were capable of it. And uh, and I only believe that the Democrats will win if the elections are rigged for the Democrats at this point. Well, no, I I completely disagree with that, Justin, but I have no expectations for Democrats. I have expectations for you, Justin. Don't sit back and worry about what they are going to do. Get out there and do something about it. Vote. Make sure everyone you know is registered to vote. Make sure they vote. Help them stay in line. Spread the information I'm sharing with you today. Uh, that, that I share on, on Twitter at the Brad blog or on Facebook at the Brad blog, etc. This is not going to save themselves. This, this democracy is not going to save itself. It is up to us. And I'm not kidding about that, Justin. Please take action, okay? Well, thank you. And uh, however, I, you know, 
the situation is, is I don't see any evidence. I mean, not since uh, Secretary of State in California, Deborah Bowen, mm-hmm. trying to, this was at least, what, 12 years ago? Yeah. If not longer. Uh, I mean, that was the last real attempt to prevent what's happened now. Which right. Is where we have electronic that, right. I know. I don't see the evidence either. Uh, Padilla yeah. is not doing a good job. Make him do a better job. Make sure the public knows how to vote. Get out there and help people vote. Be a poll worker. Uh, do what you can. I know there's not evidence of much of anything these days. Yeah. Make it happen, Justin. Okay. I got a phone, a bank full of phones I got to get to. I appreciate your call. I don't mean to badger you, but this, I ain't kidding. This is not a drill. Let's go to uh, Kim in South Pasadena. Hey, Kim, welcome to the broadcast. Yes, hello, Brad. Uh, thank you for another uh, great but somewhat uh, horrifying show. You're welcome. I just want to comment. <laughs> I, I just want to comment that uh, your 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 uh, uh, the, the vote in November as the last firewall yep. really isn't going to be true because even if Trump loses, he will declare the uh, election results invalid, and he will occupy the White House. Uh, indefinitely. Yes, I understand that's what you think. I understand that's what you think, Kim. I understand that's what you fear. I understand a lot of people think that and fear that. That's a bridge we will cross when we come to it. But it's not even going to be an issue unless he is voted out of office. So job number one, vote that guy out of office. Then we'll worry about how he will be uh, physically removed from the White House if that is necessary. We don't have time to worry about what he's going to do afterwards. Right now, we have to worry about what we are all going to do in advance, Kim. Does that make sense? Um, it's a very positive and optimistic response. I, I, unfortunately, I don't share it. I don't know what's, opti- what's optimistic about it. It's just a fact that, that, that we, we don't have to we, worry we about. Can do some, we, yeah. we can do something about him entrenched in the White House. Who's, who's going to do something about it? Chuck Schumer? Uh, maybe the U.S. military? I don't know, but I can tell you this. If he wins the election, if he is announced the winner, we don't have to worry about that at all because he gets to stay. So if you want to get him out, let's focus on doing that, Kim. Thanks. I do appreciate the call, and I don't mean to give anybody short shrift here, but I know a lot of people want to ring in, uh, including people who want to tell me I'm wrong. So let me go to one of them right now. Martin in San Bernardino. Welcome to the broadcast, Martin. What's up, Brad? Um, You know... I was listening to you. You have a lot of what ifs, and uh, well, first things first. In California, illegal aliens are granted driver's licenses, at which point they are registered to vote. No, that's incorrect, uh, sir. People, Martin, you're giving you're no, giving not, fake actually, news. You're giving false news out on our public airwaves. I'm not going to let you do that. There are different types of driver's license. They are not supposed to be uh, registered to vote. Uh, when you're talking about undocumented okay. immigrants, well, they are then, not supposed to be registered to vote. Period. Why do why, okay, then why do in California when we get back a jury duty summons, they say non-citizen on them? You have to be a you have to register to vote in order to get jury duty. Are, are you um, are you a non-citizen, Martin? No, I'm not. My mother is actually a legal immigrant from Miraflores, Lima, Peru. So is she a non-citizen? Uh-huh. No. So, so what are you talking about? You get. So, what are you talking about? You get a jury summons that says you're a non-citizen, Martin. You were talking about um, them, Trump saying something about illegal aliens Uh voting and starting some kind of battle or or something over that. I think that's false. 
second. That's like a what if, and it's like really never going to happen. Well, actually, um, he, he it like might, yes, that is say. a what if. That comes from Kurt uh, Eichenwald. Uh, but Donald Trump, after the uh, 2016 election, said there was anywhere from three to five million, his words, illegal aliens who cast votes. That's completely, entirely, 100% untrue and fake news, Martin. Okay, then why don't we just go for voter ID? That would be great. That would actually stop a lot of that, wouldn't it? Nope. Stop a lot of what, Martin? Uh, It would stop a lot of him talking about, oh, illegal (laughs) alien voting if there was a voter ID. Okay. Thanks for that call, Martin. Uh, I'll I'll explain it to you why you're off air because I want to get to some of the other folks, but I will explain it to you why you're off air, so uh, I hope hope you listen. Uh, There's about uh, 20 or 30 million uh, citizens, res- resident citizens, uh, American citizens in this country who do not have the type of photo ID that are required by many states in order to cast their vote. 20 to 30 million. Now, the reason uh, that uh, some of these states have required this very specific type of photo ID is in order to try to keep those 20 to 30 million Americans from being able to cast their legal vote. Every American must show ID when they either register to vote or the first time they show up to vote. That's federal law, even here in California. Martin, you have been hoaxed. You have been lied to. You have been given fake news by the president of the United States who played you for a chump, a fool, a patsy by telling you that three to five million illegal aliens voted in the 2016 election. They didn't. That's a lie. They don't. And if you gave a damn about this country and representative democracy, you would please, I'm begging you, educate yourself. Not with crap uh, websites and news channels like Fox News who lie to you, but with actual news outlets who tell you the truth. I'd recommend bradblog.com, but maybe that's just me. Let's go to uh, Charles in L.A. Hey, Charles, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hey, how are you? Uh, Gee, I love your show. I love what you've been doing for... um the environment and for voting for such a long time. But Thank you, sir. What I'd like you to do at the moment is hopefully, I'm pretty sure you're more enlightened about this than I am, but to share with our listeners the history of Dean Logan, how he came <laughs> to be employed in Los Angeles County and what he did in Seattle that caused him to lose his position up there. It was actually, yeah, King County, Washington, uh, Seattle, where uh, Dean Logan, our current registrar of voters, he sort of failed up. He had uh, a big problem with one of the closest gubernatorial elections in the history of the nation. Uh, A lot of people thought he stole that race. I don't think that he did, uh, but he had some problem with his administration, and um, eventually he came down here to L.A. He was hired by the uh, previous registrar of voters here in Los Angeles, Connie McCormick, who was quite literally a poster girl on the cover of the sales brochure for a voting system uh, a company named Diebold. Uh, he was her assistant, and... Um, she quit right before an election that made him the registrar of voters. Now, all of that said, I like Dean Logan. Um, it's not a matter of whether I like him or trust him or anything else. We do not trust election officials. We do not trust elected officials. Our elections are not about trust. They are about checks and balances and public oversight. 
That's the most important thing here. You want an election system that can be run by the worst, most evil, most insidious election official in the world. And by the way, I'm not saying that's what Dean Logan is, even though he won't come on this show anymore to answer my questions. Uh, I like Dean, even though he won't come on and answer anything I ask him about these systems. Uh, But you want a system that can withstand bad guys. And the way the only system I've ever found that can withstand uh, bad guys is a fully public system of hand-marked paper ballots that the public can oversee and can oversee the counting of to know for sure that the results were accurately counted. How's that, Charles? Oh, fair enough, I guess. All right, sorry. (laughs) I'm not going to beat up on him too bad because uh, he's not the problem. We are. Uh, Thanks, Charles. I appreciate the call. Let me uh, me take a quick break, and we'll come back. I've got a lot more uh, folks who want to get in. Let's take a quick break here. We will come back with your calls at 818-985-KPFK. Here on the Bradcast, I'm Brad Friedman. Don't touch that dial. Five major corporations now own over 80% of all media in the United States, but they don't control us. The Bradcast and the Green News Report are 100% independent, 100% listener-supported. But we can't do it alone. We need you. Your support helps us bring real facts to listeners at independent stations across the country. You can make a real difference by supporting independent media. This country ain't going to save itself, but we can all do it together. Join us at bradblog.com slash donate. That's bradblog.com slash donate. And thanks. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Full results as we have them from the Iowa caucuses on our next thrilling Bradcast. Uh, today, John G. Forty asks on the Twitters of me at the Brad blog question about how caucus votes ca- are cast. He says, I heard you say in 2012 that Iowa Republican caucus votes were cast by marking chosen candidates on paper, making caucuses practically a primary. Uh, well, it is true. Uh, on the Republican side, they used hand marked paper ballots counted at the precinct by hand in front of everyone. And that is, in fact, how we uh, found out in 2012 that they uh, misreported the totals, uh, originally naming um, uh, Mitt Romney as the winner of the 2012 Republican caucus in Iowa, when, in fact, Rick Santorum won. Uh, And we know this because it was all counted publicly. And the guy who noticed that they had uh, used the wrong numbers at Republican County headquarters, Edward True, appeared on this show with his evidence, photographs, to show that that was the case. And about two weeks after the uh, Iowa caucuses, they announced, in fact, the real winner, was, in fact, Rick Santorum, just as we told you. Uh, 818-985-KPFK. I had, I had a lot of stuff, some scary stuff to play you from a lot of uh, you know commentary after Friday's vote and from the uh, closing arguments on Monday in the impeachment trial. But we've talked to a lot of wit- wit- you know experts, lawyers, pundits, everything else. Now I just want to talk to you in the few minutes I have left here. On today's program, let's go to Bill in Lake Elsinore. Hey, Bill, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thank you. Good afternoon, Brad. Thank you. Um, to the caller in San Bernardino, even though they were five or six million illegals, uh, um, they did what harm did they do, right? But anyways, the real point is, uh-huh. it's, uh, 
the system, you know, how, how much rigged it seems, we can still fight and win this one. Uh, what you're saying, Brad, keep the message out there. We have to, brother. We have to. I'm not sure what he said about those illegals in San Bernardino, uh, but yeah, Republicans have been uh, pretending there have been illegal votes in San Bernardino for decades now. Uh, Clifford, let's go to Clifford in Santa Monica. Uh, hey, Clifford, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Um, hi. I'm not sure how welcome my viewpoint will be, but I've got a question. Mm-hmm. The Democratic leadership, the candidates, Dr. Warren, Bernie Sanders, I guess well, he's an independent, but um, certainly the uh, House of Representatives, they know the mushrooming problem we have with these unverifiable uh, ballot uh, apparatus. If they do, and they're not saying anything about it, to me, that indicative of the arrogance, the stupidity, and frankly, the spinelessness we've seen from the Democrats for decades. If they don't, that's just, that horrifies. I think they do, Clifford. Let me answer you, because I'm running up against... I'm running up against the clock here, so let me give you a quick answer. I think they do understand the general concerns. They don't know what to do about it. They don't understand what to do about it. Why? Well, because a lot of the public interest groups like Verified Voting and so forth have been pushing for these same crap systems that are unverifiable and have not been helping out the uh, Democratic uh, candidates to understand the necessity of a hand-marked paper ballot. In fact, the only person I can tell you for sure understands that necessity is Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon. That's it. I can't tell you if any of the other ones comf- you know, fully understand what is needed here. But in short, that's it. A hand-marked paper ballot to save the last firewall in this nation. It matters. All right. I'm uh, sorry to to everyone who I couldn't get to today. I know a lot of you wanted to ring in. I'm just short on time uh, again. I'm sorry. We will be back again tomorrow on the broadcast. However, we'll be joined by John Nichols of The Nation, I think. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to my uh, soundboard operator, D'Angelo Jones, and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's show or any other Download it anytime for free at bradblog.com. You can drop me email. I am bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am the Brad Blog. That is it. Thank you. Until we meet again tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.